Welcome to the Meet Maastricht podcast. I'm Katrina and together with our resident local Lucy, we will be exploring some of the amazing stories that make Maastricht so special. So sit back, relax and join us as we learn about our favourite Dutch city. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 20 of the Meet Maastricht podcast. This is part two of our little series about the Maastricht dialect with special guest Eusef Minnes, myself and Lucy as always. Before listening to this episode, I highly recommend you listen to part one so that you are all caught up on our discussion. We are leaping in to this episode right where we left off talking about literature in dialect in Maastricht. It's because in Maastricht the elites who, before they used Maastricht, they, they used French mm. to be other from the other yeah. Dutch. And um, as soon as they, they couldn't use this French anymore, they had to find another way to, to express their otherness and they found this in, in the dialect. Okay. So that's also why you, you can find a lot of 19th century uh, poetry yeah. um, in dialect. Well, I know we, when we've talked about the momus and how mm. they use the, the momus had a, had a yes. pivotal role in yeah. this. Yes. yes. Yeah, and using dialect. Yeah, we discussed that extensively because yeah. yes, they were they were very important in that. And Altadis uh, was a member of momus as well. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to read to us? <laughs> yes, I'm going to. Yes, a Maastricht <laughs> poem by. Um, Somebody from Mommes, okay. somebody was called Schumacher, and he uh, has this this uh, well, funny story. It's it's a typical Maastricht humor of not taking yourself too seriously, mm-hmm. which is mostly to emphasize that you should take yourself seriously. But yeah. then again, it's it's no. very complicated. This, this Maastricht this humor. Is too deep. Yeah. Too deep. Sorry, sorry. And then he uh, and I think Lucy will laugh very much at this. He. Um, has this this reading of uh, why people should not use French, and he says, "Doordat de beterklas zoveel Frans sprak en schreef, waren streeks wat die spraken alles behalve van vreemde smetten vrij." So because everybody spoke uh, spoke French, then the dialect became contaminated with French words. Het wiemelde letterlijk van de Franse woorden en uitdrukkingen. Het klonk niet deftig genoeg te spreken van maier, mooier, broer, zuster, neef. En daarom zag me mijn peer, maar meer, mijn vrouw, mijn zeur, cousin. So, so I understood the French part. It's the French part, but they are all written down in this in this great Maastricht accent of of uh, this. So in French it's meer, and then the Maastricht people who want to speak French just like the elite, they make it meer, <laughs> and and that's 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 something he says. Should not do that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, with with, um, with a wing. Uh, and then he says that uh, one uh, uh, professor of the uh, college, so that's the French the French school, of <laughs> course, in Maastricht. He has said, "Hier moet niet zoveel Franse expressies in uw poerparlees me leren, anders retombeert hier in de barbaris van de moyenage." <laughs> so he speaks. F- Maastricht, but every uh, other word is in French. Okay. And he says, 
you should not use so many French expressions <laughs> because it makes me think of the Middle Ages. <laughs> but this is... Uh, uh... It's a cracker in dialect. <laughs> yeah, it surely is. But it is, this is very indicative of, of, of a Maastricht brand of, of humor. This, this poking fun at yourself yeah. and, then, and then using language to do it. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting from someone, like I said before, that I come from a place that doesn't even, I mean, our indigenous languages, there are hundreds, but for the English speakers in Australia, there's not really even that many accents. That we don't, there's a strength level. But it's, I, it's hard for me, it's not part of my culture and my brain to play with language in that way and think about the way that I talk, really, um, because we just sort of all speak very similar. It's on a scale of you live in the bush <laughs> to you live in a fancy apartment yeah. at the top of a high-rise in Sydney. Definitely an Australian <laughs> accent. Uh, and oh, yes, yes. But it differs very much in... Yeah. Um, could you do the, the, the closed mouth? To me, it sounds like Outback Aussie. Oh, the yeah, yeah. What does that sound? Can you do that? The Outback Aussie because it's en it's entertaining. They can't open their mouths yeah, so, yeah, right. because all the flies will fly in. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think they open their mouths even more. <laughs> I don't think they speak when their mouths closed. They do. Do they? They do. I need to go out to. I was. Need to I go was there. The I saw them do it. They can. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Um, it's yeah. So it's really interesting to me to. What's very funny is that there is a, a Dutch accent in um, uh, in English. Yeah. If mm. you listen to Mark Rutte, he has it. Uh, very. Yes. Um, which I don't think it's, it's bad because I like when you can hear where somebody <laughs> is from. Um, but what's typical in this this uh, Dutch accent is that it, the the muscles in your mouth are very loose, mm. so you don't ever. Uh, use them, yeah. which is why they have the G oh. instead of the G, because the G you have to really, um, what, how do you say it, aanspannen, stressed? But yeah, you have to use these muscles, yeah, yeah. and um, in, in Hollandish Dutch, mm. there has been more um, newcomers, mm. and when newcomers come, they need to learn your language, mm. but it's hard for them, so you um, break down your language a little bit. So you, you take away the hard things. And this also happened with the Maastricht dialect because the Maastricht dialect is different from the other dialects. Uh, we call them boeren, for instance, from Bisland. Meaning farmers. Farmers. It's not kind. No, it's not kind at all. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, the boeren called the Maastrichtenaren pieren, which means worm. So that, that's... Oh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> um... <laughs> But they have, for instance, still this this day uh, sound, so that's a diphthong. And the dialect of Kan, of Chateauneer Kan, has double the number of syllables, or the number of uh, clinkers, vowels. vowels, the Maastricht dialect has. But it's so close. Exactly. It's so close. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, in, the, in, in the Hollandish dialect, there have, there have been lots of newcomers, for instance, yeah. from, from England, or from Norway, or from France. Or wherever and that way you have to um, make your language easier mm. and you make your language easier by using less muscles but in the Maastricht dialect we use a lot of muscles so that's when we speak English you can hear that we, we use all these muscles <laughs> yeah.
Oh, that's really interesting. It is really interesting. It, it's, it's, language is such a physical... People don't think of it as a physical thing, but it's such a physical thing. Because I know a little while ago, I, I did a couple of um, Arabic <laughs> lessons. Mm. And there are just sounds that my mouth, my tongue does not know how to make and mm. and they sound they sound exactly the, the, there'll be two different sounds that they're telling me are different and I'm like, they sound exactly the same to me mm. but they know from birth or from you know when they're learning to talk yeah. that they're different and the example that we were given that some people from Arabic languages and they um when they come to English is the p and the b is quite difficult and to me p and b sound very different but when you feel it in your mouth mm. as a physical thing p and b are not that different at all but this same this same occurrence has been has been uh, shown to exist in the in the Lemberg dialects as well there was there was a big research project recently concluded where this was uh, where they carefully you know researched all this and this and and, and measured it and everything and uh, so the people from Lemberg can distinguish between sounds that people from Holland cannot wow. distinguish yeah. between and it and I I think that it it helps acquiring other languages. Of course, when we're born, we're born with the capacity to learn any language yeah. on earth, all of them, and that sort of calcifies somewhere, you know, around your fifth year, I think, yeah. and after that, um, yes, your 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 muscles and your brain uh, are on a sort of you know one track. This is the language you know, yeah. and. Um, the more languages you can add to that, the less calcified, of course, this this yeah. this track is. So it makes perfect sense. So I'm 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 glad they are now proving this stuff. I think if if like as you said, the Maastricht dialect, if you're using a lot of of the muscles, you might have more tools in your toolkit to learn other languages. Yeah. Also, the the, the Limburgish dialect. So Limburg is is uh, European. European language that is um, protected by European law in the Netherlands, but not in Belgium because of this language battle. So the the, the, the dialects in um, Belgian Limburg are, are slowly vanishing, um, which is very sad, I think. Mm. Also, the, the 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 wonderful patois between Limburgish and Walloon that is still being spoken in uh, Voeren and just south of Voeren is disappearing. Um, but that's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> We're going elsewhere. But um, in the Limburgish dialects, there is a sense of tonality, yeah. like in Chinese. Um, okay. But Limburgish people are better than most Chinese people <laughs> when it comes to listening to these things. For, for instance, in Maastricht, it's very, very distinct. You, I think everybody can hear the difference between Bain and Bain. So, Bain <laughs> and Bain. And, um, and, and I don't think you can, you can hear the difference, but everybody from Maastricht directly knows one is plural and one is not. This is something that makes it, it, it creates an extra barrier for whoever wants to learn the language. Because if you've never heard the language uh, as a child, you don't know where to uh, push and where to pull in the language. And, um, and isn't it isn't it tone also in the sense of height that yeah. it's higher tones lower tones they yeah. can also so it's the same word but depend mm. and Chinese does this too depending on the tone the meaning changes mm. yeah, yeah. we have no difficulty with that whatsoever yeah English something that I have thought about in English is um, 
the question, because that's one of the things that is in, within my frame of understanding is when you're asking a question, a lot of the time, most of the time, your intonation will go up. <laughs> Limburgish does that standardly. Yeah, well, and, but that's sort of the only, <laughs> the only thing I can think of in English. I'm sure there are plenty of examples. But yeah, we don't have the, the finer things. Yeah, yeah. So you are using a sentence, and in your sentence you are okay. using rhythm and yeah. tone, but not within the words. No, we don't have the two. It's not like words is another word than words. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the same word. It doesn't. Uh, the the yeah. meaning does not change, and in Maastricht it does. So um, yeah. and then still, of course, there's rhythm in, in, in sentences yeah. and everything. And that's not something that happens in uh, Holland and yeah. up. No, oh, so. okay. It happens in a in I believe in Hungary in a small oh. part. Of... <laughs> there's a small but it's it's really it's it's it's, it's very unique. Yeah. It is yeah. or very rare anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, very rare. And and we are not we are not troubled at all. But it, of course it is it is uh, findings like these coming out, helping people to lose their uh, sense of inferiority when it comes to uh, their language and and their culture. Now, maybe we should talk a little about something that's in which the dialect is not inferior at all but superior. I I, I hate where this <laughs> face is going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is in carnival music. Oh yeah, good, yes. So, um, there is a lot of music in dialect, there's operas, I've mentioned them, but then of course there's the, the carnival in Maastricht, and I think if you're an expert and you've been here for at least a year, you know what the carnival is and what carnival does to people in Maastricht. Yeah. And the dialect is a, a big part of this, which of course comes from uh, the mommes, and so that's the... That's the uh, old uh, Tempelers yeah. uh, began to use the Maastrichts, but then up until this day, uh, when there's a new carnival song, it has to be in the dialect. I have to uh, play Usmestrichtertal tunes van allemaal. En vertrekken het lijntje, want dat hiefjes te klaar. Het was yes. Ja, ja. So the first texts from uh, in Maastricht are songs as well. Because uh, they are from the um, in uh, before uh, no before eighteen seven of course the um, only university that people from Maastricht could go to was University of Louvain, Louvain, and uh, when they came back there was this great party for these people and mm -hmm. it's always in the almanacs of um, that year because th this year. 
going to get something someone smart and it's, it's, usually this was a, also a local boy somebody people knew and and other people you know went to school with him and played with him and then all of a sudden he's this intellectual from Leuven and then they uh, made these songs for these people uh, which are recorded they are always like well now you are from uh, Leuven but don't think you are better than other people from Maastricht do you still speak your mother tongue and of course in, in the dialect because that was most Maastricht that, that you could find and um, why do we find it only in, in 1770 because uh, paper is getting cheaper and mm-hmm. uh, almanacs are being uh, printed and then we still have these yeah. but of course before that there were also songs in dialect so the, the carnival tradition of Maastricht and the, the songs in dialect are, are very very uh, the tradition is very old well I think music and singing is a it's such an old tradition and it's connected with language in quite a significant way as well as just being able to learn a song and it's an easy way to learn a story to learn a fable to learn even now we have nursery rhymes and things the first kind of songs and language things that you learn Mm -hmm. so I don't think it's surprising at all that dialect and songs are intertwined so are there new there's new carnival songs being written every year Yeah, uh, who writes carnival songs? Just people. Whoever Everybody, wants to. <laughs> whoever wants to. It's it's. Uh... We could we could have a go. Yeah. Make a song about the expats. <laughs> In dialect. <laughs> You'll call it expatter Peter Pater. Good. Uh, what are the most uh, famous songs in that everyone will hear in carnival that people can listen out for? Maybe I can try and put a snippet in. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, the Zaten Harmony, the drunk band, which is of course not necessarily drunk. There's, there's, there are these, we would now, people call them the old yeah. carnival songs. Yeah. Um, so what time period are they from? This is the 50s, I think. Uh, yeah, the Zaten Harmony is the late 50s. Late 50s, and then there's like Meer Komoet de Zedeleer, and Susa Kumpen Mintant Netje. Um, and that's all 50s, 60s, and these are now considered... Those, those are the golden oldies. Yeah. Most people know them. Yeah. Most people know them, and most people consider them the original yeah. uh, carnival songs. But of course there are much older carnival yeah. songs, but mm-hmm. mostly they are um, about the time right then. So mm-hmm. the, every year the Templiers choose a Maastricht carnival song. And mostly it is something that is uh, currently in the news or something like that. Well, that has, that has long been the yeah, case. Yeah, right, long been the case, but now so, Like in the 1970s, when they were, when they were uh, building the, uh, the parking garage under the Vrijthof, yeah. so there was this, this enormous pit in the middle of the oh. city, the carnival song was, we can dive off St. John's Church in this pool right here, you know. Yeah. So, the, the, And that would happen a lot, songs yeah. reflecting something current, yeah. which of course makes them, also makes them very easy to date, because yeah. you, you know when this was going on. Yeah. Uh, but the last couple, the past couple of years, the, I, th- I think the songs are just, they're inane, they really are. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, yay, party! That's basically what it is. Yeah, but that's, that's with most party music right now, of course. Because, you know, there, there's a lot of influence from outside of Maastricht on the Maastricht people. Um, I don't know if you know the uh, great artist Fabrizio. 
Yeah. Whom I like a lot, and um, this is very interesting. He uses um, he he makes covers of Italian disco, uh, like eighties disco, I think. So it's the music that for the people who are in the city is nostalgic. You know, oh, I've heard this song somewhere before, but I don't know where anymore. And this was in a period that um, on every corner of Maastricht there was this uh, fancy-looking guy with his hair and wax and a, a Vespa. You, you could you could see them everywhere in Maastricht. So this was, and then he made a song of um, somebody stealing a Vespa, okay. which sounds very. Uh, no, but I mean, this is this is creative. These are not the songs that are entered into the yearly Templier competition to be chosen as the yearly the carnival song. This is a sort of parallel track, but everybody knows them. Yeah. Because also because they they will usually have little dances with them. Fabrizio, yeah. who isn't really Italian, he's just play he's act. Not. <laughs> he's not. Oh, Yus, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm disturbing you. God, who knows? Um, there's always play acting going on in this city, so yeah, we. I think the safest thing to assume is there they are not. Well, anyway, uh, he also made a song about about heavy rain, and all the children will jump around uh, pretending they are uh, uh, windscreen wipers. <laughs> you know, and everybody will be jumping around making that making that move, and it's uh, yeah. So and so that's a sort of parallel track to the yearly competition, which to many people has gotten pretty stale. How do people learn those kind of things? Osmosis. <laughs> the zeitgeist of Maastricht. Yeah. yeah. I guess, because I, I was trying to think of uh, something to relate to my own life and I was thinking Christmas carols. It was like something I don't ever remember someone teaching me, but somehow I know all the words to okay. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Just like so <laughs> somehow it gotten straight into my brain. Yeah. So it sounds silly until you realise that there are so many songs that just somehow get in there. <laughs> so the, the, the first carnival songs were um, songs of the garrison. Yeah. And the uh, Maastricht people pretended to be the garrison, which is why, you know, it's it's funny. It's this 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 the city was a fortress for a very long time, and you had to get off the streets, it was always a curfew, you couldn't leave town, you have to, you know, there's lots of pressure on you every day. And then during the carnival, you get to um, fool around and you, you could, um, you know, they could make fun of the garrison by singing their songs and um, often changing them a little bit to yeah. make them a little bit, bit less menacing. And um, because of this, the Maastricht uh, carnival is still very militaristic. You know, there's this, I don't know if you've ever been to the opening of the carnival. No, I haven't been to the opening, but I know about the tiny cannon. Yeah, this is tiny cannon. And it's just to make fun of, of these big cannons of the garrison. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we are the people of Maastricht. We have our own cannon. It's this cannon. Oh, we are very serious. But no, it's this making fun of yourself. Um, also because people are very poor. Mm. Um, they, yeah, obviously they could only afford to make such a tiny cannon. Yeah. yeah, but, the, but I mean, the, the joke is that it is so loud, you can hear it all over the city. So, yeah. No, there's a lot, there's a lot of parody going on. I mean, yeah. all, of, all of Carnival really centers on parody. We are taking over power now. Yeah. We will have the fool as the ruler of the city, which is very healthy for a couple of days a year. Yeah. We think more people should do that. Anyway, I know we've been talking for a while. Is there anything that we want to add or that... 
well, obviously we could go on forever, but I think I think yes, but I think for I think for now. Unless you want me to sing a song. I think I would find that quite entertaining. Yes, but we're going to use the CDs for now. I'm sure we'll find more uh, opportunities to sing songs. Yeah. And I think it's it's worth uh, to learn a little dialect, so you can speak with the locals. And um, I always think if you if you could learn just if, like uh, as a belief, thank you well, or, or merci. merci, merci, and if if that's all too much, um, I've told this people from I, I've said it in Leuven, so I. I many people who visited here, <laughs> you can pull off a conversation, especially when somebody is drunk, with only <laughs> three expressions, oh. which is, yeah, yo. <laughs> you can say it all, all the time, yeah, yo. That's an affirmation. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe Lucy can translate these three. No, it's all, all he's saying is making, the, really, he's making approving noises. So, you know, it's an <laughs> affirmation yeah, to, to continue talking. Yeah, yo. Yeah. And the, the second one is, Handy, mm -hmm. which is basically the same. <laughs> in, in English, we would say, right, right, handy, okay, yeah. handy. Yeah. And then the third one is omuk, mm. which translates to old mosquito. And it's... Don't, don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. I don't know. But that is, that is an expression which signifies um, approval, but surprise. I mean, you're not objecting. But you are a little taken aback by what you're being told, so that's a that's a very that's a very handy sort of <laughs> 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 <The> subtitles. <laughs> well, and I think if if people do want to learn a little bit of dialect, where should they go? Veldeke. Veldeke. Or there's an if you can read Dutch, there is a new book by Flor Aert. Uh, that's very good. It's called Leergang van Maastricht, meaning course in Maastricht. You know, it's 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 fun to learn about this language, and it's I think it's it's important when you live here that you know there is a dialect, and when you know well, just a few words in dialects, just to approve of it for the locals. So <laughs> yeah. when there's a local and you and when somebody who I clearly know that he does not speak my language, he's not from around here, and he speaks one word in dialect, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm blown away, and I I yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's really an icebreaker, and do you say that icebreaker in yeah, English? Yeah. yeah, and and it's something that I really recommend. Yeah, it's greatly appreciated. We will cringe at the way you pronounce things, <laughs> but it does not matter. But it, exactly, it does not matter. Don't let that deter we'll you. We'll have to. Um, I think it's one thing is it's hard to find, but as someone who survives. Uh, I am 50% Google Translate at this point. I my life is is owned by Google Translate. It's Google Translate won't won't do dialect, so um, it's quite hard as someone who even if someone wants to learn, it's hard to find. Mm. So it's great to have some resources yeah. <laughs> to be able to have. Feldeke does um, on Facebook. They do um, irregularly. They do little posts where you can hear someone say a phrase in dialect and uh, on the screen you will say you will see the word or the phrase written in dialect oh. and underneath the translation in Dutch and in English. Oh. I don't think Feldeke has got entire courses so yeah. far for English speakers. But for anyone who wants to learn little pieces? Just little words, yeah. yeah. Oh, so find, find Feldeke on Facebook. Yeah. 
and we the indigenous will keep pestering them about you know making some sort of a little introductory course because of course there are courses in dialect and lots lots of dutch speakers who come to live here will take these courses but it's from Dutch, Dutch to dialect. <laughs> to dialect, not from English. <laughs> so that's once I've got the Dutch down, I've got it, then I get to do, I get to move on. But you can use the three, yeah, yo, omuk and handig. This is good advice, but the, the, the thing is, of course, as with any language, there are, there are just different shades of meaning to these three expressions, which probably don't matter when you're drunk, but they will in other settings. So this still requires a little research into what exactly are they good for. That's because just a warning to our listeners, don't just throw them out. It punched in the face, I don't know what's happening. As I said, we will absolutely appreciate the effort. Mm-hmm. Well... Thank you to you, our very special guest, and thank you to Lucy, as always. I don't know, do we have something to introduce for next week? Or next week? Yes. Uh, we're doing a podcast on the Spanish government. It's a building on the Vredov, mm-hmm. and it dates back a long time, and it has one of the very few remaining Renaissance pieces of building left mm-hmm. in the city. Yeah. <laughs> And then we'll talk about that. De zaten hermenie, de zaten for joining us today and don't forget to follow us on social media you can find us on facebook by searching meet maastricht and on instagram at at meet underscore maastricht if you would like to learn more about us you can also visit our website at meetmaastricht.eu where you can buy tickets and subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you're always up to date thanks again and tune in next time to learn more about our beautiful city Tot ziens.